The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can with Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be a give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. Happy New Year. Yes, it is. Welcome to Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment of Keys to Riches is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at keystoriches.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome, everyone. I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and I am flanked by the maestro of Moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. Happy New Year. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. So first off, what key are we at? Uh, Acceptance and affirmation. Yes, we are at our first key in our Keys to Riches financial philosophy. We also have a fabulous Moolah Word of the Day because right now everybody's doing predictions, they're doing forecasting, they're doing goal setting, they're planning. And by the way, our goal achievement strategy course is coming up this Saturday uh, on the 7th. And it, uh, you don't have to come to Arizona. We're going to come to you through your home computer. How fabulous. Or your tablet or phone if you want to spend three hours on it. Better plug in. You don't have to come to Arizona. It sounds like a song title. Oh, is it? You don't have to come to Arizona. There you go. <laughs> By the time you get to Phoenix, you don't have to come to Arizona. What is that? What's that one song about? San Antonio? Uh, well, there's a bunch of... There's San Antonio Rose and... No, the one about... Um, uh, something about San Antonio and... Um, oh, yeah. I, know I Never you Known Ya is part of it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to stump me forever. It's one of Fred's favorite songs. So anyway, while you're trying to think of this song that I just got stuck in your head. <laughs> oh, is anybody going to San Antonio? Right? Okay, I'm going to have to look this up now. That's, it, that's, the, that's the song, isn't it? Is anybody going to San Antonio or Winslow, Arizona or something? Oh, that's... Uh, or, yeah. Let's take it easy. Uh, no, not take you, it easy. Do you know the way to San Jose? No. Is anybody going to San Antonio? I'm going to have to say uh, ly- lyrics with San Antonio. Uh, uh, we also have a really great moolah word of the day. So um, as everybody is predicting or goal setting uh, and planning, uh, we have uh, a great futures prediction type of market that we're going to talk about for our moolah word of the day. And then, of course, this week's key. And uh, we're going to talk about some money dramas associated with starting over. It's a new year, so we're starting over. It's a brand new season. So many things happen in our lives. We start over. We restart so many times. We don't think about it in those terms. 
But we think, because we think about, oh, things don't change, but they're changing every day. Everything changes. You start again every day. And so as we start again with acceptance and affirmation in this week's key, there are some challenges to starting over or starting again. And we're going to tackle those stigmas in today's money drama based on what we learn about this week's key. Wouldn't you agree that uh, as everything changes, everything still stays the same? Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting dichotomy. When people ask you a question, and I always answer, sort of, kind of, not really. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, China Grove, uh, down around San Antonio. No. No? That was Doobie Brothers' tune. No. This is like Charlie Pride. Yeah. I think it's Charlie Pride. Is anybody going to San Antonio? I don't have that. If somebody wants to call in and tell me what song it is, that would be great. I got the top 10 songs with San Antonio in them. Well, it's not San Antonio. It's San Antone. Well, you know, that that too. So so maybe like the lyric will be typed out T-O-N-E, not I-N-I-O. Well, but, but, you know, San Antonio suggests San Antonio. No, lyrics are specific in your search engines. We're going to have a lesson here in how to use Google. <laughs> okay, so your your lyric is down around. Is anybody going to San Antonio? Okay, let me let me do that. Those are the words. And if you know the name of the song or who sings it or the whole thing, please call in and let us know. That's 1 800 <laughs> or 1 866 966 9421. By God, she's right. <gasps> And it is Charlie Pride. Yay! Dear Lord. <laughs> She's a money guru, and now she knows a lot of song lyrics, too. Woo! Anyway. Yeah. I I, got- I've, been, I've been had. <laughs> I beat the maestro. You don't know what a feather in my cap that is. By a money mogul of all sorts. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Certainly not a music mogul, but, I, <laughs> but uh, yay, the money mogul me. Womped the maestro of moolah. That's so exciting. That's, that's great. I'm gonna ride. Good I'm gonna. You. I'm gonna. Yeah, that is good for me. I'm Charlie gonna milk Pride. that for a while here. Charlie Pride. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's so awesome. So, uh, so as we think about moolah and the new year and starting over. By the way, this kind of ties into the moolah word of the day. Uh, I did mention on the seventh that we are having a goal achievement strategy workshop. If you've been around for any part of the keys, you'll know that uh, it's a combination of several of our keys to riches that I do this uh, really great in-person workshop called, uh, you know, the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation's Goal Achievement Strategy. And you can apply this to any area of your life. And since we're starting out at the beginning of the year, I thought we need to do this at the beginning of the year to make sure that you have a chance to get your right foot forward and create the the best foundation you can for your personal and professional and financial success. So again, on January 7th, uh, on your home computer, if you want details for the three-hour workshop, please visit our website at keystoriches.com. And that way you can find out more about what's going to be involved in the workshop and you can sign up. So just stop by at keystoriches.com and you'll click on the link and you'll find everything you need to know. So, uh, as we are predicting the future, our moolah word of the day has to do with the futures market. And the futures market is a market for exchange, and it can be of currencies in the case of the exchange market, uh, in the future. That is, participants contract to exchange currencies, not today, 
but at a specific calendar date in the future at a specific price, which is called the exchange rate, and it's what's agreed upon today. So you would use the futures market or the exchange market like in the currencies, for example, um, and, and you can consider like the options market, you know, uh, for futures, like when you buy when you're anticipating crops, they use it a lot in crops. So as in pork bellies is, is a good options or futures market. Uh, orange juice is another one. So any type of commodity that can be bet on, on how well it's going to perform. People buy these securities. They buy and sell these securities in their anticipation of what's going to happen. When you do it in the currency market, meaning the, the money's market, you are buying the expect on the expectation that you think a particular currency is going to go up or down. And so you would buy this, like let's say, um, for example, one of our friends is in manufacturing. And so he has people that all they do all day long is trade options in, in, in trade these futures securities in different commodities that they need to meet production. Because no matter what... If if you send them an order and they need it, they promise you ten widgets by the twenty third. That you're expecting to do that, you don't care how much they have to pay. If they, you know, I I agreed to make widgets for you and I agreed to deliver them on certain certain place and time. You don't care how that person gets his raw materials, just that your stuff is done on time. And so in order for him to control fluctuating markets like the price of petroleum or the price of certain crops like cotton, for example, you know, um, if they're making shirts or something like that, and if if there's a bad crop, the price of cotton is going to go up. But if you buy these options, it helps to mitigate the difference in the marketplace. So if you have, let's say, for example, budgeted 100 bucks to buy cotton, okay, uh, for the T-shirts that you're making, that you're going to weave. And so you budget 100 bucks, but it was a bad crop. Let's say there was like the boll weevil infested and only half of the crop came in. So the price of that is not going to be like 100 bucks for that bushel of cotton. Now the price of that's going to be maybe 150 or 200 bucks. But if you bought futures markets in anticipation in the currency, you'll be able to exploit your knowledge of, oh, they ordered a lot more pesticides this year. I bet they're having a problem. So maybe there might be a crop issue. And so you can effectively protect yourself. That's what futures markets are doing. That's why people go into the futures markets. Um, if you expect, like, let's say you know a country is going to get ready to go to war and you have to deal in their currency mm-hmm. with their customers, you can use the knowledge that you have of what's going on politically to hedge against that. So you're not subject to inflation or pr- price fluctuations. So that's the values of a futures market. So it's mostly business people. And then as people learn to gamble, if you will, in that market. And 
be able to understand what's going on, um, you can profit from that, even if you're not directly associated with this. And if you remember our past uh, guest, uh, the Invest Diva Kiana Dial, uh-huh. uh, she talked about how you can make money investing in securities and in, in the futures and options market. And she has her own class that makes it easy. If you want to reference that show, just visit unlockyourwealthradio.com and put in her name, Investiva or Kiana Dial, and you can search for her show and you can download it and listen to it if you're interested in learning more. Mm-hmm. So that's it for this week's Moolah Word of the Day. We have a key coming up, don't we? We do. Acceptance and, and affirmation. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, once again, welcome to the Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. The Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that not only teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money, it also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. We do this one key at a time, one one week at a time here at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. And this week's key is acceptance and affirmation. And just as a side note, uh, on our sister show at unlockyourwealthradio.com, we have uh, Dr. Joel Wade, our resident psychologist and happiness, master, master of happiness expert, starting his uh, Master's of Happiness course with us. And he's kicking it off because his first key is about acceptance as well. And so if you want to visit that, show that you can find that at unlockyourwealthradio.com and get more of that. But we're going to talk today about acceptance and affirmation from the Keys to Riches financial philosophy point of view. The Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for uh, Keys to Riches radio listeners by visiting our website at keystoriches.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. So in this week's key acceptance and affirmation, uh, we're, it's a twofold key for a reason. So if you're interested in some of more of the biology behind what we do, because we do biology-based money management, I would encourage you to download our bonus show from last season uh, where we talk about the Three Amigos model for information processing. Because I don't want to belabor that point since we've already done an entire show on it just about. But I do want to encourage you to do that. This first key is the biggest step we can take when it comes to money management. You know, you've heard the uh, proverb, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Until we accept what's going on and address a situation, not from a critical judgmental point of view, but from an acceptance point of view, we can never move to correct it. Denial is a warm, comfy, cozy, fluffy blanket that we snuggle ourselves in and we tell ourselves that everything's going to be okay. It's not just a river in Egypt. No, denial is not just a river in Egypt. It's a warm, fluffy blanket and it's probably laying across the edge of your favorite barca lounger or sitting on the foot of your bed all folded neatly. And we take it out whenever 
We get stressed. You know, it's part of what we do. You know, from a biology perspective, we uh, move towards pleasure and away from pain. And if things get a little painful, what do we do? We just wrap ourselves in this fluffy blanket of denial and it makes it all better. And now we don't have to address what's going on in our lives. Because if we think about it, you know, we have these two drives, these two internal drives towards pleasure and away from pain. And these are, uh, are from our survival instinct, from our subconscious brain, and we're hardwired to move in those two directions. Now, when we think about this, and, and again, I, I detail this more in our uh, Three Amigos model of information processing from last week's show, that when we think about... Um, acceptance and affirmation and how we address things biologically, even though we're wired to move towards pleasure and away from pain, if we're comfortable, we won't necessarily move towards pleasure, but we will always move away from pain. Mm -hmm. So if you think about the carrot that dangles on the stick, versus the flame of fire licking your tush. <laughs> you might not be hungry right now, so that carrot is not as appealing as it could be, so you may not go get it. That's why we don't get rich uh, most of the time. It's because we're comfortable, because we're just far enough away from that fire licking our fannies that uh, we're okay. Yeah. Uh, the minute it starts to turn up the heat and get a little hot, we just scooch away. But we don't necessarily look towards the carrot. We're usually looking at the fire, the pain. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you just if you think about that, because this is a radio program, so I'm going to have to describe it to you. So, if you, so visualize, imagine, picture, or pretend yourself, and you're standing. In the middle and to the left, you have the carrot. And to the right, you have the pain. So you you have the fire on the right and you have the carrot on the left. And if you turn to look toward the carrot, you're concerned about the fire, but you're focused on the carrot. So even though you might not be at the carrot yet, because it's a few steps away, you got to walk there to get it. So you got to kind of, quote, earn it to get it. You're moving towards something. You're going, being propelled in a forward motion. But if you focus on the negative, if you focus on the painful stuff and you're looking at it and you're just standing far enough away from it to not be burnt, you're still looking at that fire behind you. And if you're focused on that, you can't be focused on the good things that are available to you because you're being focused on the negative things. And when we wrap ourselves in this blanket of denial, not only do we shut out the fact that there is fire and it is burning our fanny, but we're just choosing not to feel it, but we're still, we can't, it's covering our head. We pull the covers over our head. We can't see the carrot either. (laughs) And that's the problem with the warm, fluffy blanket of denial because it keeps us from both successfully evading pain by addressing it, and it also uh, keeps us from avoiding or, or achieving the fruits of our labor and the good things in life, the things that we should be moving towards. 
And complacency is the real enemy of achievement, not yeah, failure. For sure. And it's complacency. Um, and uh, so, like they say, good is the enemy of great because we get good enough. Yeah. Exactly. You know, people people have this stigma about, about wealth. They don't understand wealth. They don't understand what it means to be rich. They watch uh, movies and television that tell us rich people are bad or evil or cheats or liars. Our parents may have been maligned in some way by a rich person or misunderstood something. And so therefore they're labeled as greedy or maybe their parents. I mean, we, we adopt these hand-me-down values from others about being rich. And so now, because we don't want to be those negative things, it's not that we don't want to be rich, but we don't want to be those negative things. And we figure if we're rich, we're going to be those negative things. So instead of saying, I want to be rich because it's, there's this, in inherent perception that that's negative, we just say we want to be comfortable. Yeah. But in our comfort, the complacency arises. And no matter how tightly you wrap yourself in that blanket of denial, if there is fire right behind you, it will consume you. Avoiding it, not acknowledging it, doesn't help. You must acknowledge that it's there. By ignoring it doesn't change the fact that it's present. By avoiding it doesn't change the fact that it is present. You must take off the blanket, take off the rose-colored glasses, whatever it is that you're doing to try to make that fire not look like fire. And you've got to say, okay, I'm accepting that there's fire there. Now that I've accepted that that's why this key is so important. Once you come to the terms of acceptance about something, and in Elizabeth Kubler Ross' grief process, it's the final phase, acceptance. Mm-hmm. Once you come to that term, when you acknowledge that something exists, now you can deal with it. So if I pretend that that, that fire doesn't exist, while I'm pretending that it doesn't exist, there's no reason for me to run and go get a bucket of water to put the fire out. There's no reason for me to move away from the fire if I refuse to acknowledge it's there. And that's the problem with our finances. We refuse to acknowledge that there's a problem, that the bills are piling up, that we're spending more than we make because we get emotionally engaged. And when we get emotionally engaged in something, uh, when our physiology changes because we have a biological response from our hand-me-down values, from the things that we've learned from others, for the conditioned behaviors we've created in our lives, when we start uh, dealing with life from that perspective, we can only respond with limited resources. Like we talked about in last week's show, when the three amigos model of information processing, our our brain is a three-story house. And the place that we have the most resources is when we get to the third floor. But if we're responding biologically or emotionally, we're maybe on the first or second floor. And we don't have the resources of the whole building. We only have those two resources. Mm And, and that's the problem that we have. And half of our lives gets wasted by going through life numb. We numb ourselves to the pain in our lives or it's always present so we get, quote, used to it, yeah. unquote. 
Just like when, when you go to visit your friend who just got a new apartment and they've been in there for like a month and, and you go to visit and you're having dinner and every five minutes you hear these train horns rolling by and, and the windows are shaking and you're like, what the heck? Nice. What the heck did you pick this place for? And they're sitting there and they're like, what? What's the matter? Yeah. Because they don't even hear it anymore because they've become inured right. to it. Right. And that's what happens. You become inured to having bad credit. You become inured to the collectors f- calling you. And building wealth is a multi-pronged process. So first, you have to deal with what resources you have and don't have. Okay? So you have to spend less than you make. And then you have to accumulate resources to then go out and make more. But you can't just look at it from the perspective of these are the resources I have. The question has to become, all right, so this is what I have. This is what I can do with it. How can I go get more resources? And that's the missing piece of the puzzle. And that's why the work that Sharon Lecter does is so critical because she's about fostering entrepreneurship. Because it's not just about what do I have and how do I preserve what I have? It's how do I go out and make more? Mm-hmm. But we get so complacent. We get so used to the way things are that with our natural negativity bias and our ability to avoid pain because our ability to avoid grows. You know, what you filter for, you find. So if you're focusing on avoiding pain instead of seeking pleasure, that's what you're going to get good at. So you're going to get good at crisis management, but you're never going to get away from the crisis management into, you know, resource management and building wealth and creating wealth because you're focused on the wrong things. And so first we have to accept we are where we are. If we've made a mistake, so be it. By denying we made the mistake doesn't change the fact that we made it. Right. The sooner we can start dealing with reality as it comes, not how we think it is or it ought to be, like so many people I've counseled in the past, well, it shouldn't be that way. Perhaps. Perhaps it shouldn't be that way, whatever it is your situation is. But wishing it were something different isn't going to fix it. You just, the only thing that's going to fix it is to fix it. And the first thing you have to do to fix it is to accept things as they are, without the rose-colored glasses, without the taint of emotion or reaction, you know, because we feel we've been wronged or something's unjust. So, you know, I remember when I was a teenager, I used to say to my dad, I was born in the wrong income bracket. I was meant to be rich. Yeah. And he used to get so upset about that. And, and that's how I felt. I felt like I should have been born into wealth. But, and, and I'm sure that there's like every other listener out there is like, me too. Oh, yeah. Why don't I have a rich uncle? But you know what? Wishing I had that rich uncle, wishing I was born in a better income bracket, didn't fix it. The only thing that built my wealth was me going out and building the wealth. So the first step is acceptance. Now there's another piece of the puzzle. Because we are a biology-based money management program, this is the critical piece because, like I said, we've got belief systems that are counterintuitive. They're working against us. And most of the time, our belief systems aren't something we chose. They were thrust upon us. 
You know, our values are derived from our belief systems and, and, and our values have been hand-me-down from our parents, our peers, people of influence throughout our lives. And then we start filtering for and create experiences that reinforce those behaviors. So we get entrenched and now it's so difficult to change. So we have to use the power of affirmation in order to right the ship, if you will, to take a nautical analogy. The ship is leaning to one side. And what do we got to do to right the ship? And that's what we have to figure out. And affirmations help us right that shift because we've been conditioned to a belief and which may or may not necessarily be our own based on somebody else's value. And now we have a behavior that's reinforced that belief. So we've got to overcome all of that. And that doesn't happen in a moment's notice. It can we do have single event learning events. Those are usually very traumatic, like me not making left-hand turns for several years because I was in a car accident trying to make yeah. a left-hand turn, okay? And, and so that didn't help me. You know, one bad time making a left-hand turn became a huge single event learning yeah. process. It was very debilitating. It cost me time and money. Yeah. Two things that are finite resources, at times, you know, I'm not going to get any more time on the clock. Every day I get older is one less day I have to live, you know. So what we need to reinforce our ability to succeed and change and affirmations help do that. Just like our current value systems was dripped onto us day in, day out over time, we have to start dripping in the good information to build up the confidence that we need to succeed at this money management thing. And I wrote uh, an affirmation process that kind of evolved. I adopted some of the traits that Mac Newton passed on to me, one of our past guests here at Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And then I also expanded upon it and I created the six P's for affirmation success. And if you would like to experience that process for yourself, just visit our website at keystoriches.com and type in six P's in the search bar and you can find the worksheet to help you start incorporating the six P's for affirmation success into your life right now to help you start building wealth systematically over time. Thank you so much for joining us. That is it for this week's key. Welcome to the new year. Welcome to Lean and Mean in 2017. And uh, for the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2017 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.